0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Just show a lot of character and their uh, their perseverance to continue competing. And, uh, you know, that's one of the, it's a little bit, I don't know, kind of a surreal win. Um, we finished it, and the way we played throughout the whole game, and kept fighting was... It was really good to see because sometimes in previous years we would have probably laid down and um, just said it was a back to back or whatever. And uh, tonight we didn't do that. We, we kept fighting and kept trusting what we've been doing and uh, just upped the effort on the defensive end and it helped us. Uh, I mean, you know, as a as an individual, I'm trying to you know be lead on the defensive end first and foremost. Uh, you know, on the offensive end, I'm. Trying to get my legs underneath myself and, you know, we, we had a long camp, uh, you know, high intense camp, you know, uh, just trying to get my body right and get back in the flow of a long 82 game season. Uh, you know, but most importantly, just trying to take the challenge each and every night I can uh, to be that leader, that guy to set the tone on defense and, then, you know, offense, like I tell all the guys, we're going to make or miss shots. You know, uh, we can't control that. You know, we got to move on and do the things we can't control. It's your boy, Bryce so Lewis, back at it again for another Believe in Hawks episode. We are back again, and guess what, guys? The Hawks are now back to 500 after a back-to-back winning two straight against two playoff teams from a year ago. The Minnesota Timberwolves and the Milwaukee Bucks, and they did it in very impressive fashion. We're going to talk about that today on the show so we got a lot to talk about exciting times man especially the minnesota game can't wait to talk about that we're going to probably lead off with that but before we do that i just want to go ahead and get this out I, you know got to go ahead and get the advertisement out for, for your channel if you are watching this on youtube subscribe like the video share it with other hawks fans let them know about this podcast the number one hawks podcast in the community also listen to me through audio leave a review leave a comment anything like that and support the channel i really appreciate you guys and everything under the sun, man. Just, just, and, and shout out to Believe, you me the platform to be able to have this conversation with you guys, and you guys allow me to be part of your day and talk some Hawks basketball with you, so, so let's go ahead and dive right into it. Listen. I told people when the Hawks were 0-2 to calm down, because I said it's an 82-game season. I know the way we lost, maybe wasn't ideal. It wasn't... Not what you want to see. But one thing I said was it's the beginning of the season. They're growing a system. They're growing a culture. They're growing a scheme. And they're growing just so many different things to actually make this work. This is not just as simple as boom, because they have the new system, they're going to hit click on all planners and the team is going to be completely different right out the gate. There's going to be some growing pains. And there still will be growing pains. But what you've seen these last two games is what the vision of Quinn Schneider it has for this team of what he wants this team to look like. And listen, like I said, I'm gonna start with Minnesota. Minnesota was in Atlanta Monday night. Hawks coming off a win of Winnipeg, Milwaukee, which I'll break down later. And you know, back-to-backs are tough. You know, they're 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 always tough to play see teams usually rest players and back-to-backs just because it's a lot to play two NBA games, 48-minute games, two straight days in a row. It's because it's just such a tiring game. You're using so many calories. You're up and down. And, you know, the NBA is just a high-level sport. The Hawks came out in this game actually very, very uh, sharp offensively. They were shooting pretty, pretty well. But Minnesota was just that much hotter. The Hawks' defense let them down the first half of this game. Hawks... I think had the three, they were, the Timberwolves were shooting like 60-70% from three in the first half. And that's like, if you're if a team's shooting 60-70% from three, they are probably whipping you. Wish they were. Hawks were down by 19 at the half. And then it happened. DeJounte Murray came alive. 22 points in the third quarter. Outscored the Minnesota Timberwolves by himself. Did not miss a single shot in the corner. Went perfect from three, the three for a line, and twos. DeJounte Murray cutting into the lane, getting layups, mid-range, getting any shot he wanted at any point in the game. Just dominating. Dominating. Put this team on his back to make sure they wouldn't lose a game like this. We haven't seen a performance like this in a while. But you may be able to say Trey Young's uh, end of the fourth quarter in the playoffs against Boston last year in game five. But in terms of an entire half being controlled by one man, DeJounte Murray was that man, and it was amazing and a beautiful sight to see for Hawks fans as that led a comeback from being down 19 to coming all the way and beating Minnesota. And not only just beating Minnesota, you beat them. By 14 points, and we're able to play your 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 cleanup crew, your, your, your third stringers. Usually, if you're down 19 at half, you're probably fighting to the end of the game. And if you bring out your third-teamers, it's probably because you just couldn't make up the ground, and it was just time to put the white flag up. For you to be down 19 and to be up so much that you can get your third-teamers out, with a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter, that means a complete overwhelming just happened. Minnesota looked shocked. Minnesota looked completely just just, just taken aback by the fact that they just allowed that to happen. DeJounte Murray did it on both ends, too. He didn't just do it offensively. He did it defensively, too. He took the challenge of taking on Ant. Ant was hot in the first half. Ant is a heck of a player. Anthony Edwards, man, if you know who, you know he's a dog. But for the second night in a row, DeJounte Murray took the defensive challenge of one of the best offensive players on the other team, And did a fantastic job. Fantastic job. DeJounte Murray, man. Quinn Snyder before the game called him the Ray Lewis of the Atlanta Hawks. He's our Ray Lewis. He's our our guy, our leader, our our energy, our heart. And and, and, and a game like this is why he said that. Because of what he did to get us back. And then also having more team basketball. Jalen Johnson playing defense. Duncan. Trey Young. Still didn't have the greatest efficient shooting night, but still played well. Had, had, had uh, I believe he had 22, in, uh, I think he had 10 plus assists a game, which he's been trying to still affect the game in different ways outside of scoring. If his shot's not falling, got to be able to affect the game in different ways. And Trey has been able to do that. He's been able to affect the game, just put more effort in defensively, passing, trying to help with rotations. All of those things matter. Yeah, Trey Young's stat line actually wasn't 10 assists, but he had 24 points, 8 assists tonight. You know, DeAndre Hunter. I mean, we got to give love to DeAndre Hunter. A lot of people were ready to get rid of DeAndre Hunter after the Charlotte game because he did not have a great game. But ever since then, he's been pretty consistent. Tonight, 16 points on 6-10 shooting, 3-5 of from the three. Efficient, and he's playing defense. That's all you want from DeAndre Hunter. If he's giving you 15-18 to tonight, playing really good defense and doing it on a fishing shooting. What's the issue with DeAndre Hunter then? What's the issue? There is no issue. I mean, Clint Capella, we can get to that. I mean, he didn't have really the best game tonight. Um, He actually, Okongu played more minutes than him. He played 24. Capella played 23. Um, Okongu was uh 3-3 three or three from the field, 4-4 four four from the free throw line, 10.7 rebounds. Bay off the bench, which I feel like the bench role for Bay is just better for him. There's just some guys who play better as bench guys and starters. And Bay right now, for us, just plays better off the bench with that second unit. He had 11-6, played some good minutes tonight. Bogey actually didn't have a great night shooting 3 of 10 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3. But four assists. Quinn Snyder, that's one thing he wanted to instill into Bogdanovich. is a guy who, you know, was able to, you know, still impact the game in different ways. He's more than just a score. And then AJ had six minutes tonight with three points. So, I mean... The game just—it was incredible. Like I said, to see Dejounte do what he did, and 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 just just—it it probably was his best game as a hawk in in in, in that uniform. And I, and I said this during the game. I said as the game goes on, I have a feeling that Dejounte Murray plays better. He gets more comfortable. With what's going on? Listen, this man is a student of the game. He's committed to the game. He wants to he wants to put in the work that is needed to be great. And you can never question that man's work ethic. And that's why that man put in the work to do what he needed to do to be great. And so, you know, DeJounte, like I said, just was was amazing in the Minnesota game. Absolutely amazing. Uh just playing absolutely fantastic. Um, he 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 did what he needed to get, the, to get do to get this team back on track, and that's something that is just incredible to see from a guy like him. I mean, even in the last game, he had a, he had a pretty solid game in Milwaukee too. And the thing about uh, DJ that's funny is, you know, Snyder wants the team to put up more threes, and 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 Dejounte the start of the season was struggling a lot from three. I think he didn't make it, he didn't make his first three until Milwaukee on Sunday. But the one thing he was able to do, he's, he's been able to cut to the basket layups, you know, tested shots at the round, the rim in his patented mid range, a mid range assassin. He's had that he's been able to do that. He's been still able to uh, do that and do it effectively. And that's really what helped him have the game. He had tonight. He, 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 he was able to get to his shot, his spots on the floor, the way he wanted to, he he was he only took five threes and scored 41 points and only had four free throws. So that man basically was just two point shotting them to death. And Minnesota had no response. No response for it. After they were just unbelievably hot in the first half. And then they just became so cold. The, the Hawks picked up their defense. DeJounte went crazy. In the second half, the Timberwolves only scored. Thirty-four points. That's it. Thirty-four points. Hawks scored sixty-seven. I mean (laughs) that 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 is a a complete beatdown and a complete turnaround. Of what we saw, you know, even in the first two games. And you saw the work that has been getting put in, the vision of what Quinn Schneider wants. You saw all that in the second half, and then the Milwaukee game on Sunday. Now you're back at two and two if you're the Hawks. Now let me let me touch on that Milwaukee game. Milwaukee game was the was the first win of the season. Hawks going into that game, needing to win. People were worried. Oh, you're playing the Milwaukee Bucks, a team that's supposed to be a pro NBA Finals contender. You're at their building. You're not playing well. Oh, God, this could go really bad. Hawks were able to quiet that early. Came out the gates playing well, won the first quarter 31 to 25, and never looked back. Bucks were able to get back within one, but the Hawks made a run to get it back up to double digit, and never looked back. The Hawks just really basically outplayed walking near building. DeJounte Murray, like I mentioned, shut down Dame Lillard. He had six points and then also had six turnovers. He had the same amount of points and turnovers all because of DeJounte Murray and just the help defense that they were giving all together from the Hawks. That should tell you a lot. I mean, really outside of Giannis, I mean, Malik Bisley had a pretty decent night, but nobody really was beating them like that. Bobby Portis had a pretty solid game. But again, I mean, Bobby Portis, you're not, if if there's anybody you want on the Bucs to beat you, it's Bobby Portis because you don't think Bobby Portis is going to beat you in a game. But Hawks did what they need to do. They won that game 127 to 110. Again, Trey had 20. DeJounte had 15. Jalen had 14. Clint had 12. DeAndre had 15. Bay had 13. Kongu had 17, or actually the 14, and Bogdanovich had 17. And A.J. had six. Even scoring. That game wasn't even like one particular player. Everyone played well. Everyone contributed. Everybody did their part. And that's, again, doing that to a team like Milwaukee was extremely impressive in their ability. But it also speaks to something I've talked about. Quinn Schneider has a vision, and he has said that yes, we're gonna go through ups and downs, and yes, things are not always gonna work out, and yes, there's gonna be just times where it's just not gonna be our night. And 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 so we need to not overreact to things. We gotta understand it's a a process, an identity is being built. A culture is being built. A way of play is being built. It's not built overnight. Off-season and preseason is not enough to create that. All you can do is get the foundation kind of laid, and then to actually firmly keep the foundation, you have to keep doing it as the season goes on. And then, you, and then by, like I said, by the time playoffs come, the number one thing you want is to then know this is what we are thick and through no matter what happens. And those are the teams that get to the finals. Those are the teams that get deep in the playoffs because they know who they are regardless of what happens. And that's what the Hawks are trying to build right now under Quinn Snyder. is that specifically? And that's why, like I said, do not panic. I know we don't want to lose to Charlotte. I told y'all last show, listen. I promise you the, the Denver Nuggets will lose to a team they have no business losing to because it's an 82 game season. It's a different night every night. You, you can't panic about those types of things. <laughs> the thing is, is like, how do we respond? The thing is there's 82 games. That means there's always another game, probably, for most of the season that you can bounce back, improve, get better, learn, and, and do what you want to do. The biggest thing for the Hawks right now is their biggest growth point is just to get more consistent. You know, you don't want to come back down from 19 to win games, but if you do, it's an incredible, it's an incredible moment and an incredible, and like uh, Quinn Snyder said, surreal win. He said it was a surreal win for us. Trey Young saying, listen, we would have laid down in the past. Said back to back, we're getting blown out. I mean, cause that's, that's an easy thing for a team to think, especially on a back to back. We're not, I don't really have the night. And eh, we're down 10, 15 4th quarter. Do we really want to push that hard? but they didn't they they pushed they fought and they continued to battle and and it paid off for them and they were able to get back to 500 now beating two like I said playoff teams in the Milwaukee Bucks in the Minnesota Timberwolves so now the hawks are back at 500 i think a lot of people are happy with how they got back to 500 now we're trying to figure out okay what's what's next well if we look at the hawks schedule coming up wednesday they play Wait, hold on. All right, yes. Wednesday, they play the Washington Wizards. Wizards are a fun team if you've watched them at all this year. They're a fun team to watch. Not a great team, but they're a fun team. You know, they're they're one and two so far, but they just got blown out by Boston. So that's the last game they play before they play us. So they're obviously probably looking to get that taste out of their mouths of getting beat down on their home floor. And then Saturday, we play the Pelicans. So that's that's what the week ahead is looking like for us. Um, I mean, two winnable games. I mean, you know, again, we're going to be coming to the Wizards game. Oh, we should beat the Wizards, blah, 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 blah. Listen, I just want to continue to see growth. I just want to continue to see better play and hopefully gain some consistency. If we can get that, then, yeah, maybe we should probably beat the Wizards. And then Pelicans are a team, again, with playoff aspirations, Zion's back. Zion's looking like Zion Williamson. You know that'll be an interesting matchup. We know what happened in the preseason, but this isn't the preseason. This is the regular season, so we got to see how that looks. Um, let me let me let me cut back to Clint Capella for a minute because I know a lot of people aren't happy with Clint's play. One thing that I have noticed already with Quinn Schneider is that he he has empowered his players to be more aggressive. And I think you've noticed that the Hawks have kind of allowed Clint to try to attempt more shots, try to be more active within the offense. And that hasn't had the greatest results. Like, it's funny because Clint's had basically double-doubles every night till the night. And he's had like 13 and 13, 14, 15, 15, and 14. You know, he's had like, you know, what, what you would honestly expect from Clint Capella. But I think because we're using him more in a, in a more of an offensive way at times, we see some of the bunnies that he misses or some of the the shots that don't look pretty and things like that. And it kind of frustrates fans. You know, people are waiting for Yeka Kongu to get the start. People are just saying some point, Quinn Snyder got to look at this and say, I need to get somebody else in there. Um, And I get everybody's frustration with Clint. I listen. I'm also kind of like, why is Clint doing things like that? He tried to do a uh, hook shot tonight. Don't hung over there. And I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, Clint, that's not who you are. I mean, listen. It may not work out for him statistically, but I mean, I am glad that Quinn Snyder has empowered players to do that because that just shows he wants everybody to try to be the best they can be and no one needs to be held back. Because under Nate McMillan, he did not empower players to be the best they could be. He didn't. There's just no other way around it. He did not. Players have kind of hinted at that. Jalen Johnson is the prime, literal prime (laughs) um, person for that. This man get no confidence from Nate McMillan. You see what happens in the Quinn Snyder, who also moved him to the starting lineup during this two game winning streak. And so, you know the Hawks, man. You know I know how we're feeling about Clint. I know, but listen, let's just continue to work with it. We'll see how things evolve. Quinn, some seems like he 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 really just wants to see how the guys adapt to what he's doing. There's a reason why he was excited to coach this team. That's why he didn't really feel like they needed to be a lot of changes to this team. Because he's like, I think I can work with what we have here. He feels like a, what a lot of these guys de- need is just the ability to be coached and put in position to be successful. Because they may have not been put in that position the last couple of years. And so we've made these judgments of these players under a coach who did not really embrace development, embrace maximizing talent, embrace that. And so we're just thinking the players are good, but now Hunter's playing more consistent. You're seeing Jalen Johnson. It seems like he's taking the next step, you know, and, and that's made him look better. I mean, did Jante look fantastic tonight? Trey's the only person that you may feel like is, like, still struggling to get get where he needs to be and get his shot right. But, I mean, even Quinn Snyder said before the game to, uh, against the um, Minnesota Timberwolves, the guy's – have had to be a little uncomfortable because what, what Nate McMillan has instilled in this team in the last two years was that Trey and DeJounte carry the ship and lead us, lead us to, to the, to the homeland. So they knew it was on them to do it. And I've always said this about Trey. You have to understand when you've been asked for years to carry a team like that, to basically be the offense, to be the guy, to make sure they are good, to make sure everybody gets involved is on you. It's not going to be easy when you actually have a coach who's like, Trey, I want you to be the playmaker in a score. But, Trey, I feel like we can also run an offense or a system that if you only have 20 and six that night and as long as you're playing defense and doing everything else, I think we'll be fine. That could be tough because now he has to learn how to pick his spots better. When does he need to be that guy? When does he need to step up and take over? And he's admitted that he doesn't have a shot right now, and, and you know, when we and we've seen that, and we're still hoping for that. And that's what makes these wins even more impressive is Trey still hasn't had his best games, and we've beaten two playoff teams. That's what Quinn Snyder wants. He wants us to be able to still be able to play at a high level, even if our star isn't at that level. Because sometimes, like I said, 82-game season. Trey's not going to be on every night. DeJounte's not going to be on and every night. They both might have an off night. They weren't on, on the Charlotte game. Only issue in that game is we just didn't get enough from other people. And I felt like our defense list let us down in that game. But now, I think we are in a situation where we don't have to have Trey basically give us 30 and 10. Like like, like there literally was a time where Trey had to do that for us to have a chance. Now we don't have to, when you watch this team, do you feel like we have to have Trey give us 30 and 10 to win? Probably not. And that to me is what is different and what he's trying to help because he's like Bay is a talented player. He can score. bogey. He, for the most part has been very, very solid off the bench giving us 15, 16, 17 a night. I mean, Hunter, he had a 27-point game against the Knicks. He could have a big game. You know, Jalen Johnson had 21 against the Charlotte Hornets. Like, Jalen could have a big game. Like, you have guys who are capable of, of picking up slack. You know what I'm saying? Who are capable of, of, of being within the role of the offense and picking up that slack and playing very well. And then tonight, or Monday night, DeJounte. Same thing. And that's ultimately what he needs. I remember there was a comment that was made during the um, Hornets game. I Maybe it was in their pregame show. They talked about Quinn Snyder saying, when a guy would take a charge, I want y'all to cheer. Think about that for a minute. What Quinn Snyder is trying to instill into these guys is if you make winning plays, winning plays deserve to be cheered winning plays deserve to be praised because if you continue to make those it's almost like you're it's like what you're it's like you're training the players like every time you make a winning play and you've helped the team you will be recognized so you're kind of almost in a way teaching them keep making winning plays we'll keep having success and that will lead us to the success that we want That is something that, you know, it seems like such a small minor detail, but it means so much. That's why I said, I said this about Trey. I said, shot been off, man, but he's been fighting defensively. He's been, he's been playing hard. He's been trying. He's been taking charges, even though nobody, no ref will give him that. Like, like, like he has put in a lot of effort in other parts of the game than scoring. And before, one of the big complaints some people would have is that he really didn't do a lot outside of scoring. He didn't play defense. You know, he, he, you know, I mean, he still has passing, but he really didn't do anything else. He didn't really create turnovers. He didn't do anything to really make up for if he was off. Now he's doing other things. So even if he's off, he can still contribute just as well. I think that's something that DeJounte is thriving at right now. DeJounte last year was, people were souring on him as a defender because he struggled a lot. And I think a lot of that was just the type of defense we were playing and things like that. And I think under Quinn, you've seen this resurgence defensively of the of the DeJounte Murray that we thought we were acquiring from San Antonio. And now against two great offensive players, has played some of his best defensive basketball. That's not a coincidence. DeJounte didn't just learn how to play defense. There's so many details and there's so many different things that come into the game that we don't talk about, that we don't address, that as, as fans, we don't we don't think about. We just think they ain't play defense, they ain't trying, no heart, no energy. But sometimes it could just be schemes. Sometimes it could be told, how okay, they're telling you how to defend and it's not correctly. And, and the thing about it, as I said in that first half in Minnesota, I said the big issue is, is that, the Hawks, the way they're, they, they play a very aggressive style of defense. And so the key to that defense working is communication. And that's something that has to be developed. That's not something you will get immediately, especially the type of defense Quinn Snyder wants them to play. That is not a defense that you could just do overnight. It's going to take time, reps, execution, dedication, trust to be able to do it. It's a very trust heavy defense. Communicate and trust. Two of the biggest things you need in the basketball court. Two of the biggest thing you need in a relationship. <laughs> Communication and trust, baby. And if you have that, you'll have you a solid unit defensively. And you've seen that. In the second half, you saw exactly that. You saw what they did. You saw how they played. And it looked amazing. It looked amazing. And that's ultimately what you want to see from this team moving forward. And and like I said, you're back at 500. I hope everybody can stop panicking now, being worried. We've, we've gotten over that hump. Now we just got to continue to build, continue to grow. We're only four games in. We got a mid-season tournament coming up. By the way, I don't know if you guys seen the mid-season 30 court. You can go on my Twitter, Bryce underscore 2K, to see it, or Atlanta Hawks Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, to see the uh, uh, in-season tournament court they've unveiled for all 30 teams. Um, If you want to look at that, too. Kind of goes of our city edition uniforms that are apparently blue and black this year or whatever, blue and whatever. So I I, kind of like the court. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I know some people aren't feeling it. I kind of like the court. But because, you know, I mean, it's kind of funny to say, but I mean, guys, we got a tournament coming up here that we got to actually get ready for. We have a whole tournament. So. We gotta get ready to play in that um in a week or so. Actually, I don't actually know when the in-season I think it's I think it's starting up really, really soon. Like I think the in-season tournament is starting like super soon. I think the in-season tournament starts like November 14th. Cause I think our yeah, I mean I could be wrong though, but I think it's starting up really, really soon. So we gotta get ready for that. Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, just just great basketball from the team the last two games, man, and they just need to keep it up. They need to keep it up, keep grinding, keep playing, keep being themselves. And I think they're going to end up, you know, being the Hawks that we've been hearing they want to be and why Trey Young has been so confident in what this team can become this particular season. So we just got to continue to hang in there, continue to build, continue to grind. I think we'll be good to go, man. I think we will be good to go when it's all said and done. But I think that's all we got for you guys today. Thank you for turning in for another edition of Believe in Hawks. Like I said, guys, don't forget to follow me on social media, right, center 2K. you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, like the video, share with your friends, let people know number one Hawks podcast in the community to tune in. Also listen to this through audio. Don't forget to leave a review. Uh, you know, rate the rate the podcast, everything under the sun. I appreciate all you guys tuning in. Let me talk to you about Hawks basketball and everything like that. I got some plans coming up in the future. I said I might start live streaming at some point. So that's something that we definitely can um, get going so I can have you guys become more interactive in these shows as well. Uh, super chats, things like that coming. So uh, just something that, you know, keep an eye on moving forward. But Overall, guys, really happy about what the team's done the last two games. Really excited about what's to come, and excited to continue on this journey that we're going on right now with Hawks basketball. But that's all I got for you guys. This is your boy Bryce Lewis. This was your Believe in Hawks podcast. I'll see you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day.